This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Seems like the basis for a sitcom. Mackey and Judd. Why not? On 1500 ESPN. Louie Nanny uh, makes his weekly appearance on the show. And Louie, I am flying solo here. Phil is gone right now. So some intense hockey conversation between two guys that love the game. <laughs> Very good. Happy to be here. I am. Uh, I'm going to start you off with this one. Um, goaltenders are are goofy. Goaltenders are weird, but when goaltenders get hot, they are fantastic. What when when you've watched the past three games uh, compared to earlier in the year when Doobie was allowing some of those fluky goals? What's changed here? Is it subtle? Is it major? Because he has been absolutely fantastic those last three games. Well, just the way he's moving, he looks more confident. Yes. He, he doesn't look out of sorts like he did when he was having a couple of those uh, bad goals, you know, fluky goals that went in on him. Now he just looks like he he can eat any shot that's coming. He just wants to gobble it up. He looks very, very solid and confident and, and strong just in his positioning and the way he's moving. Uh, Zucker's scoring streak was fun to watch, six straight goals. Uh, but I sensed, and, and rightfully so, I sensed an air of concern from Boods that uh, that Jason was scoring, and at that time, n- no one else was. When you look at this team r- right now, do you have concerns about the fact that, you know, Koivu's going through a dry stretch here, Granlund, that, that it does seem as if all the scoring is coming from particularly, for the most part, one guy, and especially from uh, just the stall line right now? Well, you're really concerned about it when you look. You know, they got the most uh, empty net goals, I think seven. But in the last four games, three games, they've scored four yep. four goals. That's concerning. You're not going to win in the long run if you're not putting pucks in the net. You, you've you got to score at a higher rate. Uh, I guess the, the thing that maybe alleviates your concern is when you look at the team, you look at the guys they got, and you look at history. And that tells you that they should be scoring more. And obviously, uh, some of them will get going and will score more. But you got to have a consistent basis because uh, the league is so tight. The, the divisions are tight. The conferences are tight. It's going to be tough to make the playoffs for everybody. Mm-hmm. And once you're in, anybody can win. And they they all know that, and they're all looking at it with the same the same vision. You take the Western Conference, for instance. And you're going to have eight playoff teams. And I guarantee you, I don't care which team you ask, all they say is we want to get in. They're not really definite they're going to get in. We want to get in. Yes. And then from there, anything can happen. And uh, to, to a point that you made a month back or so, and uh, I think you're being proven exactly correct, the one team that is it seems to be spiraling a bit, the Blackhawks. 
Yeah, and uh, You're right about that. Very lucky last night that some you know Lundqvist has played very. I don't know if you saw the game, but he's had a real good streak of late. And then he he started off when he let a ter- terrible goal in on right near the end of the second period to get the Chicago on the board that got him going. But uh, you know the Blackhawks are, are capable of scoring a lot of goals, and and I think they will score goals. But at the same time, because of the changes in defense, they can give up more goals, and I think that's that could. That could hurt them, and that's that's going to be something they got to concern themselves with all the way through. Going into uh, last night, Louis, one stat I saw: uh, Keith and Seabrook combined one goal. Yeah, which is now that is really really unique. Uh, those are two excellent defensemen and also excellent offensively, and to only have one goal. And I think Keith has got none yet. He has assists going into last night's game. Mm-hmm. That that's unusual, and and you have to believe that those two guys uh, will get it going. Something's going to happen good for them because they do have tremendous skill. So in the game that uh, Chicago came here a couple of weeks ago and won uh, two zip, Louis, the one thing about uh, the Blackhawks now is I remember watching them. Oh, I want to say three years back, and you watch them play. And the way that they moved the puck as a team, to me, was phenomenal. It was off the charts. You watch them now, and they're still good, but that's gone. I mean, that that team was special. Well, they're missing some key players. And, and when you take a guy like Host out of the lineup that really fills a lot of positions for you, and he fits so well with, with uh, Taves over the long run, you take Panarin away and... and, and uh, when he was with Kane and then and Nisimov on that line too, they had a special magic. Well, all of a sudden you're taking two lines and making a drastic change in them. Not that Sod's not a good player, and he is, and he might even produce more in Chicago than Sod uh, than uh, Panarin will produce in Columbus. But over the long term, long run, you'd rather have the magic of Panarin playing with Kane because they really had something dynamic and and they were so tough to defend. So uh, you know when you take away. Uh, a part that's really uh, uh, a part that was compelling. It's it's different, and Chicago's feeling it right now. Explain these two teams because uh, I don't get them: Montreal and the Rangers. Well, I got to tell you, uh, I I had my my, my grandson, uh, as you know, Letary signed with mm-hmm. New York, and one of the things I thought, and he was the last cut. And obviously you're disappointed when you go down. I says, Vinny, I, I have to tell you, I'm happy you're going down because you don't want to be sitting near the end, of, uh, not playing much with the Rangers. You're the extra guy. And I, I look at the Rangers team and I look at their schedule. I said, they're going to have a terrible start. And it's better <laughs> to be it. going up than being going down. And the guys that are going down are going to be the guys that are in the bubble. And fortunately, <laughs> it, it happened that way, but unfortunately, they haven't had any injuries. They haven't made the changes, so he's still sitting there, and he's leading Hartford goal scoring, so he's going to get a chance, mm-hmm. but I think that you know, they're at the stage, when you look at their team, and that's one of the reasons why Vinny signed with them, they're at the stage where they got, they got to make some changes, and if you look at the Rangers, you're going to say, what big change can they make? The guy that's really hot is the guy that they got to make a decision on. That's Rick Nash because he's on last year of his contract. And right. Obviously, he wants to stay. But then you have to concern yourself with, is he at the top of the crest now on the way down? Will he play as hard when he has a contract and when he hasn't the contract going into the next season? 
and they do have to they have to change some of the personnel there they're they're a little older and they have no really new guys in, in of late on that team but you're also going through the same thing <clears throat> they lost some key guys Kerry price obviously is the biggest hurdle they have because he's not playing anywhere near where he played before mm-hmm. so you take him out of the mix now you got a real big uh anchor to deal with and then they 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 need some changes on the defense they're trying to find they're trying to find the right groupings there and they don't i don't think they have it and they lost some really good talented forwards on top of that and and uh going away they lost some production without without really replacing it do you trade nash if you're uh, I, I, the Rangers? Yeah, I would you know that's a tough thing to say, but here's where you're at. You're going to get to the March deadline, and at the March deadline, he's going to be very valuable to someone. And so he will, I really believe he will get traded by then. And and he's at the top where you will, we we're just talking about what the Rangers have to do. They have to have some young talent. So he's at the top where they can maximize his value. Mm-hmm. And even with him, you say, if I keep him, where are we going as a team? Right, and they need to they need to have a number of parts, and they don't have those parts to add right now. So the best way to add them is you, you take the you take the jump right now and say, okay, uh, he's our most valuable player, and will attract the most on the market in all probability. So you make the deal, and you probably will get more valuable later. But right now he's got a lot of value because he's hot and he's scoring. Right. And so, uh, I mean, when you take a look at the three men, three three way trade we've just made for Duchesne, you know, Turris, mm-hmm. uh, Saka came out of there with a bundle. We don't know what it's going to be, but he got a lot of parts. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the Rangers got to start thinking about that sooner than later. I really li- like that trade for the Predators, too, Louis. Yeah. I Didn't mean, you? Well, you know, I mean, the, Turris. You, go, the, the, you know, the, they're, they're on the cusp of being back to where they were last year. And, and the major thing they needed was a second-line center. So they were able to fill it without taking any really meaningful parts off their team. So you got to like it for them. If you're Chuck, um, down, uh, as the season progresses here, do you look to, to make a deal, or are you pretty pleased if, if you can just ride out this roster? What do you think? Well, you know, a lot of it's got to come the direction from the owner. you got to say, where do you, where do you really want to go? What, do you want to take a run now? Or do you want to start saying we, we got to start looking at changing this roster because we're getting older, and and the valuable parts we have will attract less as we move on. And uh, I, I'd say you have to you have to wait to see where they sit and and project forward where they'd be going with what they got, and then make a decision there. So I think. I think it's going to be February, and then when you get to February, then then the decision time for them. What spot do you think? What spot do they position? If if you were in, in a, a place to make a trade, what uh, what position do you trade for? Well, <laughs> frankly, they they need a, a number of positions. They they, they got to help themselves. Uh, I still would like a, a, a better fourth defenseman, and I still would like a, another centerman. Power play is two for the last 34. Do you grow concerned about that, or is that just a cyclical thing that you expect to come around? No, you, you, you can't wait for things to come around. You've got to make things happen, and I, I am concerned about it. And, and that's just magnifying the, the fact that they're not scoring goals at all. 
And so you got to try things different. you got to change it up. And you have to look at opportunities. Are you getting opportunities, and where are the opportunities come from? Are they coming from close? Are they coming from farther out? Are you able to uh, get more clear shots? You know, you, you really have to analyze that power play and, and not sit around and wait for it to come back because sometimes it doesn't come back unless you make changes. Granlund, Louis, I think he came back too soon. I, I see I, there's just something off there. And he's made made some nice plays still because he's got great hands. But when it comes to acceleration and things like that, I think he came back a little too quick. Well, you know, I can't agree with that because I had groin injuries. And I, I I was surprised that he was out as long as he was. Okay, well, so, fair enough. You know, um, but you never know to what extent he hurt and how bad it is. And if, and if it was to that extent, then he could have come back too soon. But I, I uh, you know, I I know what a groin injury is, and I, and I know how debilitating it can be. But he was out for quite a while, and, and uh, I don't see a hitch in his skating. Don't you? Okay. I no, thought I did, so. And Because and, his, his production is about, you know, point, points-wise, certainly not there. Yeah, but his, his production comes in two ways. Mm-hmm. One, from what he's creating for other people, mm-hmm. and they aren't scoring, you know, Koivu has been with him all year. He hasn't got a lot of goals, and they had to take Zucker off because he wasn't producing there, and he's producing with Stahl. And and secondly, it's uh, you know getting opportunities yourself and shooting the puck. One of the things he's had a history of is not shooting enough. Right. And, and when things are are going, you know, not going well in the scoring game, you know what you do? You shoot more. You got you got to put pucks on the net. You got to start making uh, an opportunity for yourself to, to score a goal and, and getting those opportunities and, and taking them. Uh, there's a tendency when you start pressing to react slower mm-hmm. and sometimes overpass. And a way to get out of that, and a good goal scorer has always got out of that way, is put pucks on the net. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Nice to talk to you. Talk Take to care. You. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. From hockey talk to scoopage, Back after this with Doogie on Mackie and Judd. Okay. You gotta be in the know to know, you know? You gotta be in the know to know, you know? That's why you're listening to Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Oh, hey guys. What's hey, happening? It's Mackie. Overslept again. Crazy. Yeah. Alarm didn't go. Four alarms didn't go off. Yeah, I mean, hey, when that happens. Wait minutes. until you have kids, my eight. young man. Wait until <laughs> you are a dad. That's a problem I'm never going to have, and I can say I'm delighted about it. Uh, you know, the cats wake me up every day at like 4.30. It's kind of like having kids, but they, except they're furrier yeah. and they walk on all four legs. Well, I guess your kids might do that, too. Well, and, yeah, I mean, they don't constantly badger you for stuff. I mean, I guess they could. They, they do. don't verbalize Well, they do, but what it's, they not, need it's not you, English. Though. It's like a, kind of a foreign meow language. Yeah, but it's just yeah. it's just nonstop. And then delusional Mrs. Wolfson schedules a dentist appointment for the two boys this morning at wow. 7.30. Delusional what? Mrs. Wolfson? Yeah, well, Mrs. she's not, she's not listening right now. 7.30 in the morning for a dentist appointment? dental appointment? It- is a dentist even in the office at 7.30 in the morning? Yes, I didn't even know that. Yes. All right. In the West Metro, yes. Kids dentist. It's aggressive. Uh, Doogie's here, by the way, in case you uh, you couldn't tell there. He has a podcast called The Scoop, which is available pretty much anywhere you would find podcasts. 1500ESPN.com is a good place to find it. Uh, you and Joe Schmidt had some interesting twins news you floated out yesterday. Why don't we start there today? Sure, let's do that. Now, I don't have every single detail of this tidbit, but it's still interesting. It's good fodder. The Twins hired a trainer with Japanese ties. Now, they had to hire a couple trainers regardless. Hmm. So maybe they hire this individual. I don't even have the name, by the way, yet. I'm working on the name. 
stay tuned on the name. The name won't register with anybody listening anyway. I mean, you could Google the name, find out what his background is. What's interesting to me, though, is I'm told he has ties to both free agent Yu Darvish and the available Shohei Otani, the Babe Ruth of Japan. The Twins are in on both of those guys. The Twins know what it'll take. Are they really in on Yu Darvish? They are in on Yu Darvish, yes. They know what it'll take. They met with Joel Wolf, his agent from Wasserman Media, earlier in the week in Orlando at the GM meetings. They know what it'll take. I mean... Heck, you're starting at five years, 100 million. You're going from there. I think you, Darvish, ultimately gets 6120, 6-125. The Twins know the price of poker. Whether they ultimately make the offer remains to be seen. But yes, they have told the Darvish camp, we are in. Count us in. We like you, Darvish. We love you, Darvish, in fact. So they would be, what? what's your sense, though, of where they would draw that line, though? It Oof, just it, wow. seem, it seems to me that you're going to have a team come along that's a Red Sox-Yankees-type team that also deems itself to be closer that's going to offer that extra year. And and as we've talked about on the show, the thing that scares me about a guy like this right now is term. It's doing six years on a guy who already appears to be descending a bit. So you get two years, and then it falls off. The What's your sense about the reality of what type of poker they would be willing to play? It's an interesting question. I'll tell you this. Joe Schmidt from a baseball executive heard that you, Darvish, might even get seven years. Now, I will be surprised Dude, if, so, in the end, you, Darvish, gets a seven-year deal. But I do think we're looking at a six-year deal. Where they draw the line, I don't know. That's a good question, Judd. Here's what I'll tell you, though. I get the sense more and more, mm-hmm. and Terry Ryan is my guy. I love Terry. I've known Terry forever. But that Terry, for many years, had the green light Yes, I've heard the same this. thing. I've heard the same thing, 100%. And he just wouldn't. There was something in Terry that said, I just can't do it because we'll be stuck with this contract year three, year four, year five. Doogie, I took my, my dad is 75 years old, okay? Mm-hmm. My dad, I took my dad, he he's, lives in Arizona, and he comes and visits like once every couple, I usually go down there to visit. So he came up here a couple years ago in his 70s. I remember that. We ran into you guys at the ballpark. Yep. Hasn't been to a movie in like eight years. Mm -hmm. So we go and see some like crappy horror movie that, you know, whatever. We just, and we get to the ticket window and my dad says, what? It costs how much money to go to a movie? I'm like, well, yeah, (laughs) that's Terry Ryan in free agency. Wait a second. Middle relievers cost $5 million? No, 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 no. Not, not the middle relievers I know. That's the impression I always got. And that's what I heard too. You know, and if you go back to maybe between 09 and 10, now they gave Joe Maurer the enormous money, but you're moving into the new ballpark, you're coming off a playoff appearance. That would have been the time. And that's where Falvey and Levine, I think, will be aggressive this offseason. They realize, okay, we're at 85 wins, but we're actually closer, I've had Twins people suggest this. They are much closer to the teams right below them than they are to the Yankees, Red Sox, Astros, and Indians. <laughs> That they need to do all sorts of work to come closer to those four teams. That they fear more so the Rays, the Jays, the Orioles, yeah. the Angels, the Mariners, the Rangers. Those teams jumping over them the next couple years. So I think they will be uber aggressive. Again, will they offer you Darvish in the end? Six years? 125? I don't know. I can tell you, though, that they think the world of you, Darvish. They would love you, Darvish, here. They hire this trainer. That has ties to you, Darvish. That can only help. That to me is thinking out of the box. And again, you may not get you, Darvish. Your chances of getting Otani are probably low. But the fact you hired a qualified trainer, somebody you like regardless, and he has these connections to those guys, 
plus you're willing to pay those guys, only helps. Clear up, uh, because there were conflicting reports about this yesterday, Doogie, about how much money they have now to pursue Otani. Because there, there was an initial report yesterday that was wrong, saying that, that because they had severed ties with an international prospect that it had gone way up. And then the reports came back and said that's absolutely not true. So clear up what their financial status is now in uh, pursuing Otani. Sure, yeah. I mean, I was going back and forth with the Twins official yesterday. They have just over $3 million. Now, the Associated Press last week obtained all the figures. It turns out the Yankees and Rangers have the most money. Then the Twins are third. So the Associated Press had the right number. Where Baseball America was able to advance the story was the Twins voided the contract of this shortstop Marte. Now, it turns out, I'm told, Marte was here in town September 20th, September 21st. That's when he failed the physical. So the Twins actually voided this contract going back almost two months. It just came to light now. Okay. So it's about $3 million, 3.1, 3.2. But here's the deal with Otani. Whether he takes 3.1 here, 3.5 with the Yankees, 3.6 with the Rangers, or $2 million or $1.8 million from a different team, it's more about long-term stability, success, where he can have the most... I don't know whether it's marketing potential because certainly his his agent Nez Balelo, who the Twins have a good relationship with from Creative Arts Agency, you know, there's that aspect where he can have the most success long term. You know, that's where he's going. I mean, you know, for his sake, one million or three million right now—that's peanuts. When would he be? An, an, he's twenty-three years old. I mean, you think about all the money he'll free he'll agency. Make. When would he reach free agency? Well, I mean, that's still open for interpretation. I mean, okay. that's something that that the sides are going back and forth on. I mean, it might be a couple years from now. It might be more than that. Yeah. You know, but he will make a lot of money. So whether he gets $3 million now or $1 million, he's not going somewhere based on the $3 million versus $1 million. Because the Twins have the third most money right now actually means very little. To me, actually, where the Twins can benefit is they can trade some of that international money if some other team feels like that will give them a leg up. But again, Otani... And his agent, Nezbalelo, are not choosing a team based on the difference of $1.5 million right now. Right. Doogie's with us. He, uh, he's the host of the Scoop podcast, Five Eyewitness News uh, Sports Department. We have a couple minutes left here. So let's go. Uh, let's start with the Wolves. You got some gopher stuff to get to. But uh, Timberwolves, 9-5. and five. I know that one of the top five players in the world wasn't playing last night for the Spurs. But it's a good win for the Wolves. Uh, they were good defensively. What are you hearing in and around the Timberwolves after the start? Now, the Spurs did play two nights ago, beat Dallas, so you got them back-to-back with travel. So No Kawhi. That yeah. was a schedule win for the Wolves last night. But, yeah, I mean, I think we've been a little too hard on the Wolves. Maybe it's because they lost to a pretty bad Phoenix team. 9-5 is not bad. 9-3 and three with Jimmy Butler, right? I mean, 0-2 when Butler was out of the lineup. They're a playoff team. They're good. You know, now I've had some people suggest to me in the league, Will Tibbs ever start playing his bench more and more? We saw it a little bit last night. Bielitsa had a good game. You know, Tyus Jones was really good last night. I thought Tyus yeah, had been making a bunch of winning plays. I mean, let's not forget, about a year ago, the Pelicans, the Sixers, and Sacramento, all three tried to steal Tyus Jones. The Wolves came close to moving Tyus. They didn't. Thankfully, they didn't. He's a legit backup point guard in this league. But yeah, like, the Knicks just waved a 6'9", three-point shooter when they... Had to activate Joakim Noah. So I've gotten questions. Guy's from Lithuania. I forget his name. Kuzminskis, I think it is. So anyway, I've been asked on Twitter, hey, are the Wolves after Kuzminskis? Well, guess what? It doesn't matter because his side looks at the Wolves and says, why would we come there? Tibbs doesn't play his bench. 
if we have options, I think he cleared waivers yesterday. Maybe he'll clear today. He's not signing with Minnesota. You know, so there's still some people in the league wondering about that. But they're a playoff team. They're absolutely going to the playoffs. They are. I mean, you know, assuming health. They are a playoff team. Go for basketball, sir. What do you got for us? Had Richard Coffey on the Scoop podcast that posted yesterday. You know, he's a fun conversation, just going back and forth on all sorts of different items. He actually spent a bunch of time with Eric Curry after Curry tore his ACL. Remember Amir Coffey back at Hopkins tore his ACL. So Richard knew about the rehab process, you know, with Eric Curry's mom, Miles away. Now she was here for the surgery. But, you know, Richard Coffey, you know, had a nice sit down with, with Eric Curry to cheer him up, to say, hey, Eric, you'll come back stronger than ever. You know, so that was one thing that was interesting to me. Also, you know, just the idea that Amir, you know, needs to be a little bit more aggressive. You know, you think about the Providence game. Now, they didn't run any plays for Amir in the first half mm-hmm. against Providence. You know, but it's on him. I mean, he gets the ball. It's on him to not defer so much. He's almost too unselfish. Amir Coffey has an incredible future. He will make money playing basketball. Shoot the ball. He did that last night. Now, Sometimes there wasn't any TV, but, yeah. you know, if you looked at the box score or whatever, I mean, Amir Coffey was uber aggressive in the first half last night. It was good to see. Sometimes it feels like he doesn't realize he's the best player on the court. Sure. Like, he's not always going to be against Michigan State. He might not be the best player on the court, but sometimes he doesn't realize he's the best player on the court. Correct. Now, one other interesting Amir Coffey reminder that I'll bring up. Now, Richard Coffey didn't bring this up, but I, just, I, I know this for a fact. If Fred Hoiberg doesn't leave Ames, Iowa, if he doesn't leave Iowa State, Amir Coffey is an Iowa State Cyclone. He's not a gopher. Then you think about Jordan Murphy. If Shaka Smart doesn't leave VCU, Jordan Murphy is playing for Shaka Smart at VCU. I forgot about that. But you know what? The gophers still had to beat out Indiana for Jordan Murphy. They had to beat out other schools for Amir, right? Michigan wanted Amir. Michigan State came in at the end. Marquette wanted Amir. So the gophers still had to win those recruiting battles. But I'm just saying, if you're a gophers fan, because I think this has a chance to be a very special season, Send thank you cards to Shaka Smart of Texas and Fred Hoiberg with the Chicago Bulls because I'm not quite sure you have Amir or Murphy if those guys don't leave those places. Yeah, good stuff, Doogie. Uh, real quick, oh, your gopher football scoop real quick. Well, PJ Fleck, I just did the Sean Zobel podcast, which is a part of the 1500 ESPN podcast yep, football network, headquarters. And he's an assistant coach at Eden Prairie. He told me Eden Prairie junior quarterback Cole Kramer, his cousins with Carter Coughlin of the Gophers, you know, the Tom Moe family. You know, it's a Gophers legacy family. Cole Kramer is a really good quarterback. Why he doesn't have offers right now is beyond me. Anyway, P.J. Fleck has been in contact with Cole Kramer in the last 48 hours. So, again, that's a 2019 quarterback. Mm -hmm. Fleck needs to find a couple more 2018 quarterbacks. He has this really good preferred walk-on coming in from IMG Academy in Florida. The kid's actually from Mankato. Yeah, but he needs to bring in a couple more 2018 quarterbacks, but he's also working on 2019 quarterbacks. Also on the Twins, they have interest in Carlos Santana. Now, pitching is is the top priority, but... They met with Santana's agent in Orlando. They met with Scott Boros on Arietta, on Holland. You know, they met with Joel Wolf on Darvish. They met with all these guys. I'm just telling you, the Twins are showing interest in all the top free agents. The only guy that they haven't shown interest in so far that I consider pretty good from a pitching standpoint, Steve Ciszek. Okay. Otherwise, every reliever, Nassasio, Kinsler, Shaw, go up and down the list. Swarzak. All those relievers, the Twins have shown interest in so far. Interesting. Doogie with the scoops every week. You can find it in long form, good interviews, uh, tons of scoops on 1500ESPN.com, iTunes, the Scoop Podcast. Dave, what kind of stuff is coming up next? I've got a very good Twitter battle that happened. We've got audio from a couple great football coaches and an Aaron Rodgers update. All right, stuff next. 
They need it now. Mackie and Judd now continue. They want it now. On 1500. Get it on. ESPN. And Stuff You Should Know About is sponsored by JCPenney. Get a head start on Black Friday at JCPenney. Up to 40% off major appliances from your favorite brands. JCPenney. In sports, there's a lot of stuff you should simply be aware of. There was stuff going on that no one talked about. That's pretty heavy stuff. Let me show you some stuff. I don't do that stuff no more. This stuff can give you brain damage. And then there's the stuff you should know about. Lots of great stuff. This is the fun stuff. I love this stuff. Good stuff. Man, this stuff's good. This is that kind of stuff. I want to check that stuff out. Mackie and Judd now continues. This is very serious stuff we're talking about here. With stuff you should know about. How good's the stuff today, Dave Harrigan? It's always excellent, Judd. It never right. deviates Ooh. from that formula. All right. Guess Aaron Rodgers. So much stuff. Injury update, courtesy of Milwaukee Journey Sentinel writer, uh, Journal Sentinel writer, Tom Silverstein. Rodgers worked on cardio and agility drills and then took snaps from a trainer simulating both under center kind and shotgun. A couple times, Rodgers playfully threw the ball a few yards back to the trainer with a three-quarters motion. Later, already throwing. Rodgers whipped a towel down in a throwing motion with his right arm. Dude, I mean, okay, so they they're gonna lose their next two games probably. I think it's Ravens and is it Steelers? Maybe Ravens, Bucks, Browns, Steelers are their next four. So I don't know if, if they're necessarily in that order. I because th- I think the next two are the tough ones, and then I think it's it's Browns and Bucks in some order. Okay, if they can get the Browns and the Bucks, which is very doable, even with Brett Hundley, and they get to seven wins with three games to go, if Rodgers is already throwing. Ravens this is might an impossible get interesting. Leader. This might get and interesting. The Steelers almost just lost to the Colts. They could sure. go 4-0 with Brett Hundley. Dude. And then Rodgers comes back. I know Judd Judd's mocking us. For I know it. he is. Ba, da, 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 da. No, if it is. No, I just you guys are I mean, you're you, Mr. Conspiracy you got, Theorist on this show. Listen, we're the ones. We're just we're just you, looking ahead, trying to be are, realistic. You are playing on the fears of a poor, tortured sports town that right now is optimistic. All I'm trying to do is defend them. Yeah, right. How'd you guys? To do. How would you think Bill Belichick would spend the bye week? Uh, I mean, he he seems like a, maybe a, an exotic traveler. I, I would think that he might have gotten out of town for a couple days, but then grinded film. He probably just grinded film. Though, I'm sure right? he did a lot of film grinding. Yeah, it wasn't too exotic. He went to visit. I guess he went back to his roots a little bit. His dad was an old Navy man, so he went to visit the Navy football team, boys. And luckily, Showtime has cameras following Navy this season. It's a season with Navy football. And boy, did he pump those fellas up. Whoa! Growing up in Annapolis Naval Academy, it's been a huge part of my life. It's always a pleasure to be here. I follow you guys every week. Confidence is really today's confidence. It's not last week. It's not next month. So whether you won last week or didn't win last week, that doesn't have anything to do with today. It doesn't have anything to do with tomorrow. Don't worry about the Army game. There's nothing you can do about any of that stuff. The only thing you can control is what you do today in preparation for the upcoming game next week against SMU. You control what your effort is. You control what your performance is. Put the most into it, and you'll get the most out of it. Fellas, good luck the rest of the year. Behind you every day, every, every week, every season. Let's go out and get one. Good stuff. He, hmm. he is. Really uh, inspire me. They did beat SMU, which is nice. Oh, I right, guess. Yeah, he's that right. wasn't Can't quite like things. the PJ Fleck uh, Western Michigan locker room speech. 
He could have put a little more energy into it, right? Just a little more enthusiasm. You give him enough. Don't worry about what you can't control. <laughs> Meanwhile, another great football coach in this country, Nick Saban. He's got things on his mind as he opened his press conference yesterday. Nick, you're not Mike Leach. Don't try to be. I just wanted to know how we got here. Not to offend anybody out there, but I just walked by some jeans, wore out jeans, holes in them, all cut up. I just remember when I was a kid in West Virginia, I was ashamed to go to school because my jeans were wore out, only because we didn't have any better. Now they buy them that way. <laughs> I just can't figure how did we get here? <laughs> I don't know. Well, at least you found a funny job. That's good. Well, no, he's well, right. Was, uh... I've thought the same thing myself. You see somebody at a bar with these jeans on with holes all over them, and you realize they paid a lot of money to get them. Yeah. They did. I'm. I don't know. I. I agree with Nick, but I will say this: Nick sounds like he could easily do a one-man stage play. Ramblings of a crazy football coach. <laughs> I don't think he's crazy though. I think he was trying to. I think he was trying. He he was in a good mood, and for him, a good mood is just like, you know, flatline still. <laughs> for him, a good mood is realizing you play Mercer this week. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Only so much prep needs to be yeah. needs to be done. I'm with him on the jeans though. How much did you pay for those jeans? Oh, these? Got them at Kohl's, I think. Probably $35. You are the master of style, so. Probably $30. I'm just, I just don't understand why people buy ripped jeans. I really don't. It's a sincere question. I'm not being a smart aleck. I don't understand it. Ever wondered what it sounds like when a world-class rock and roll drummer pairs up with a college basketball pet band? Every day of my life, I, I think about that. Yeah. I could tell. Every day of my life. You have been wondering. Well, Chad Smith is a drummer for Red Hot Chili Peppers. I actually learned this morning he was born in St. Paul. Grew up in Michigan, but a St. Paulite. So we'll claim him as our own. He was watching the Kansas Jayhawks beat the uh, Kentucky uh, Wildcats the other night and decided, you know what? Hey, why don't I hop on the drum kit for these guys? Play a little Jimi Hendrix. It's pretty nice. One, two, three! Did he have the full like marching band gear on too? No, he just had gear? on a Kansas T-shirt and a hat, and he was just <laughs> going it. to town. That's I mean, great. It was it was just a Kansas sock that he had on actually? Red Hot Chili Peppers, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Did Flea make an appearance at all? Or no? <laughs> no, I didn't see him. Didn't see Anthony Kiedis. None of those guys. It's very very good. I uh, recommend you check that out. Uh, let's do. Ooh, let's do this one. How do we feel about the NFL now trying to censure Jerry Jones? It is kind of a funny twist. I don't think he envisioned that at the end of all this, it's possible Roger Goodell could punish him. Correct. The NFL sending a lawyer or a letter to Jerry Jones' lawyer saying, knock it off, quit it, you are disrupting league business, you are hurting the league, and yeah. if you don't knock it off, there will be punishment. Yeah. So... Uh, he thought that he was going to push forward, and then like 20 other owners were going to be lined up behind him. Yeah, right. let's get this guy out of here, and it turns out he's just standing there all alone. My guess, my guess is that Jerry thought that Bob Kraft would say absolutely, but here's what I don't get. 
Goodell's requests that that, that we talked about for a, in his new contract, what fifty million dollars, a private plane for life and stuff, do seem absolutely crazy. Like if I was an owner in this league, I would say what? But it's not crazy when he's already making forty-two million and but, has but the access other to private jets. But all these things that he's asking for, I would say no. You're not going to get. You're not going to get all these. Th- I'm not giving you a private jet for life. You can afford. If I'm going to pay you that much, you can afford a jet. I mean, I don't think those are the things that Jerry Jones is mad about. Like that he wants. I think Jerry Jones is upset about other things. Right? I think he's upset about Goodell's power, but that is shown in the fact that Goodell is asking for all of these things when it's very questionable if he is the best commissioner right now for that league. Well, the owners are kind of, <gasps> oh, yeah. kind of enabling it. Well, they speaking are. of commissioners, Rob Manfred, boys, he's taken it seriously. The baseball issue in 2017. Everybody, well, they thought that the baseball's been altered, but no one's had any evidence. So baseball, Major League Baseball is trying to get to the bottom of it. They have a panel, boys. They have a commission of physicists, scientists that are currently looking at the baseball's use in 2017 compared to previous years. So far, they've found no evidence of anything that has changed. Okay. Other than all the home runs. So the, so, 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 so the same group of people yeah. that probably called for a tweaking yeah. of the baseball. Who changed it themselves. Now okay. so we didn't no, change. no, they've got physicists. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, they've, sure they they've do. They've got physicists. <laughs> I'm sure they do. And they're, and they're very well paid to say, there's no change here. You familiar with Stacey Dales, NFL Network? Yes. Uh, yep, for sure. Tweets out yesterday. I know it's early, but... Early happened to him. Lonzo Ball is the most overhyped player I have ever seen. May he catch his stride. Fellow by the name of Sharby Bellam on Twitter did not appreciate that. Stick to NFL, please. He writes back since she is NFL Network. Obviously, he didn't do his uh, research on Stacy's bio. She did it for him. I played basketball for over 25 years in the WNBA and the Olympics. I'm a two-time first-team All-American out of Oklahoma. They retired my jersey. Stick to remaining silent. Destroyed him. (laughs) What else should I do? Who wants next? I just woke up. I really hate having to defend myself to internet midgets. People start to respect women. We are just the other gender. Pretty mighty if you ask me. Oh, and you should have seen me play. Amazing. Bravo. Yes. Good for her. And she's right about Lonzo Ball. I watched like five minutes of that game last night. Lonzo Ball bricks a three as bad as you could brick it without airballing it. And then steals the pass on the transition and is wide open again. Can either go in for a layup, pulls up from three again, and clanks it off the front iron. Like, he's terrible. So he's basically the case kingdom of point guards then. Throws up a bad one, but damn it, he hustled and he's made that sl- next yep. play. He's, he's excitable. He's an excitable player. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, Mackie and Jet, we're going to get back into a Wolves, the fantasy football challenge with you and Maggio. Matthew Collar from Winter Park. Mackie and Judd. Phil Mackey. I'd call him a charming Boras. That's what I'd call Perfect. Okay, Perfect yeah, description. Okay. But he's a true gentleman. Oh, they all. Everybody loves him. Judd Zolgad. I think that he's sort of the Steve Bartman of the Twin Cities. Yes. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Head out to Rice Park in St. Paul this Saturday for the Winter Skate Tree Lighting and Grand Opening. The festivities kick off at 3.30 in the afternoon. Live bands, performances, reindeer photo, op- uh, photo opportunities, and more the Fireworks then begin at 6.30. The official ribbon cutting is at 7. All the details, 1500ESPN.com, keyword events. Mm. Uh, We were just talking off the air about some of those doogie scoops there. It's such a weird reality that the Twins are maybe legitimately in on top free agents like you, Darvish. Now, does that mean they're going to sign him or Otani? Uh, Remains to be seen. 
But was there ever an off season where the Twins were even like mentioned in the same sentence as I'm, the top free agent starting pitcher? I'm trying to think. Um, with Calvin, absolutely not. To Carl early on, I still don't think so. I don't think there yeah. has been. I mean, you did in '92. You did make the Smiley trade, which was a big splash trade for this franchise. And you've signed some free agents here and there, but I don't remember anywhere there was a huge name or or a name atop a group of players floating around, and the Twins were linked to that player. I can't think of one. Yeah, it's uh, it but, is I weird. Mean, again, like it's easy to to have all those meetings. It's possible that you're just doing your due diligence, and you're never going to pay 150 million dollars over multiple years for a U Darvish. But if his price comes down in February, that you'd be in, so you're going to hold those meetings. But um, you know, I, I think it's I think it's feasible. And Doogie and I are hearing the same thing over the years about Terry Ryan that it wasn't that he was being told you can't spend. That's the perception that the po- the, the poll right, ads were, were telling him you can't spend, and that he really wanted to wheel and deal and yeah. sling chips around the table. Like that wasn't his personality. He was very reserved. The Twins were very methodical under the Terry Ryan regime for for about twenty years with you know Bill Smith in there for five years. It was very conservative. It was higher from within. It was build and develop from within. And those things, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do those things. If there's somebody that, that that's worthy of being promoted from within, then absolutely. If there's, you know, I think I think 80% of your success should be built around developing and drafting and making those trades and then supplementing with free agency. But this would be a team that's ready to pop and you supplementing with a U Darvish or a Carlos Carrasco or you know some what, of those though? big names. In retrospect, Terry was, and at that time it, it worked out perfectly, Terry was an absolute perfect fit for a guy who had to take a struggling bad franchise in the Metrodome, right? Because the biggest problem that we had for years and years was terms. Small market, big market. That's not what it was, ever. It was revenue, Right? It was the revenue. It wasn't the market size. It was the revenue that you generated in your ballpark from TV, things like that. And so when you hit 2010, the it changed. You were in target field. You, you had an advantageous revenue situation. Mm-hmm. And Terry's career had been spent in building a team in the Metrodome. So I think when, and I've always said, the Twins' biggest misstep in this entire thing was when they decided to replace Bill Smith, which was probably the exact right move, not saying at that time, now we have to go find somebody who thinks more along the lines of where we're at. Instead of going instead of going back to Terry and saying, please come back and bail us out, if they had said at that point, we're going to go find a Falvey type of, of executive, you would have been far better off because when Terry came back, he still had the same mentality, and that wasn't going to change. I mean, it took six atrocious seasons in a new stadium for the ownership to get curious. And now that they now that they have become curious, you see all these interesting hires, right? You get the the uh, new analytics guy who went to was it Harvard, and you get the you get the senior editor of Baseball America as a scout you, for you now. You get all, you're pulling from all these different. You, you pull join a guy from baseball the Dodgers. as it runs now, as it works now. Exactly. exactly. Uh, hey, the Timberwolves. That might have been. I know that the Spurs were missing okay. one of the best players in the world, but that you was were fun there last night. You were there last night. I watched the whole thing on TV. Let's talk about that Wolves victory when we come back.